2: Oh, come, come. All right, everybody, welcome to Talking Comics Awards Debate, round two. two. Um, I am, of course, here with Steve Say. fa la la Bob Ryer,
3: Ready to rumble.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> Stephanie Cook. Well, hello there. And my name is Bobby Shaw. I did not say that. Um, we are here for round two. Obviously, this is a week later for you guys. This is a few minutes later for us. We had some pizza. We recharged. And we're ready to go. It was um, delicious. It was delicious. On today's show, we are going to be doing best miniseries or limited series, best single issue graphic novel or one shot, best new series, best web or digital series, and best cover. So that's where mm. we're going to go. We have a lot to get through, so we're going to mm. kick right in. Um, let's start out with best cover. Yeah. And Steve, this is kind of your territory. It is, isn't it? So why don't you tell mm. us uh, what you've got on your list?
0: All right. Well, my first uh nomination for uh cover is Journey into Mystery number six forty one. Mm-hmm. Uh this is the hailed and coveted uh Hella issue or Leah issue rather. Mm-hmm. And- um absolutely just if
2: it's so hard to do this without having visual <laughs> if you're air. if you're, obviously we're gonna put the nominees up right um, on the site but if you guys are listening at home and you want it to look like obviously just what number is it it's journey into
0: mystery 641 okay and the cover depicts uh leah sitting atop the hand the severed hand of hella uh it is just absolutely gorgeous the color combinations the reds with the greens and orange and purple and it's just, I, this is a cover that I wish that I had like a framed poster. Mm-hmm. I would gladly hang it in my comic room or in my living room. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my first. Uh, my second is for Whispers number two, which is uh, the series from Image and uh, Joshua Luna. And this cover is is of the main character uh, asleep in his bed. And there's this hellish, just this beast. It looks like. Lion, wolf, uh, snake, and caterpillar or centipede all, like, gaping mouths, crawling, about to crawl onto this guy's face or devour him. Um, For me, it's just, it's the perfect depiction of, like, the representation of a nightmare. And the idea that he leaves his body at night and, and goes around the city is just he's creating his own hell by doing this and i just think it's a really iconic image it's pretty wicked looking mm-hmm.
4: so that's... I knew we wouldn't get through this show without him mentioning the luna brothers at least once <laughs> oh, <laughs> No, bro- they'll,
0: they'll they'll come up again yeah i'm sure <laughs> i like what i like yeah that's true um so that's that uh, i'm trying to go through this quickly um the one shot of uh of a babies versus x babies mm-hmm. i just i picked this because i think it's absolutely adorable um i think that any time that anybody sees Scotty Young do these characters, it puts a smile on their face, it makes them laugh. Uh, and it's also very reminiscent of a lot of old school cartoons from Nickelodeon that we grew up with. And I just think it's a lot of fun. Everybody's on there mm-hmm. and uh it's a it's a fun cover to sit there and, and pass around to your friends and just show them what the characters look like as babies. Um, my second to last nomination is Captain Marvel number two. Uh it's a very simple cover of just Captain Marvel uh, in front of a yellow background but it's in that classic like you know women women's power like we can do it pose um again just very iconic very simple but it's almost the simplicity of it that makes it pop and stand out for me and i really enjoy it and my final nomination and which was my nomination that i there was never any doubt that this was going to be my number 1 is batwoman number 5 which is part of the hydrology arc and it depicts Batwoman and Alice inside the water, both of their, you know, their reflections. And again, this thing coming down from above that looks like straight out of a nightmare of the um I guess what was her what was her name? The Drowning Queen or Uh, something. The Drowning Woman. The Drowning Woman or something like that. I'm sorry that I'm forgetting it. Mm -hmm. But uh this cover is epic. It is absolutely the art of it is gorgeous, the colorization of it is gorgeous. And again, something that I would put a poster size and put up in my house, no problem.
2: Now, obviously, Steve has these covers here, so we can all see them. I don't know, Stephanie, if you want to look them up while we're doing this.
4: Or... I I have been. Okay, awesome. <laughs> um,
2: um, so those are Steve's covers. Um, Stephanie, why don't you go next?
4: Uh, sure. So, um, mine are a little more, um, I think mainstream. Okay. Um, but. So, my choices are the cover for saga number one. Okay. Um, I think the cover pretty well sums up almost exactly what the comic is about and kind of is the perfect cover uh, for a single issue in a first issue to kind of tell people what they're getting into. Um, let's see here. My number
3: six. <laughs> what? It was my number six. Yeah. Oh,
4: well, yeah. I think it's perfect. Anyways. <laughs> Um, the Massive number 1, the Varian Issue cover. Mm, what um, that look like? with the, It has um, the boat, um, the ninth wave, and then it has a big giant jellyfish underneath oh, it. Oh, yes. Yeah. That
0: was a good one. It's a pretty awesome um,
4: cover. It's one of the most beautiful covers I've ever seen. Just, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Mind the Gap number 1. Okay. It's um, a good one, too. I... I, I can't really explain why I love this one. I love it. I just do. End of story kind of thing. Um, let's see. Uh, the revival number one.
2: The revival one is, is pretty awesome.
4: Um, I I mean, do I need to really explain why it's <laughs> the most amazing thing ever? <laughs> I don't think I do. Um, and... No,
2: would, that wouldn't get my vote. The revival one, you're talking about the one with just her with the like the sickle or the one with like the animals all around her?
4: Actually, I had them both on my list, which is a little unfair. I was yes. like, the variant and the original. <laughs> um, they're both kind of on my list.
2: Well, they have to be two I, I spaces then. You can't huh? they can't be I one cat, uh, one. Between nobody.
4: those two, I would say the one with her and the scythe thing. Okay. Cool. Um and then my last one. Is uh, Adam Hughes's fairest number eight cover with Rapunzel and she's naked and her hair has like. Oh, ah, that almost up made
2: my list too.
4: It, covering up all her naughty bits. It's saucy. <laughs> saucy. It's
2: saucy. All right.
3: Uh, um, Bob, what about you? Sure. In the number five spot, Uncanny Avengers number two. Okay. With mm. the sort of hypno wheel, giant red skull mm-hmm. with some. Really bad looking people hanging out in front of them. Very retro. It's pretty crazy, yeah. Like um, love love and Capes, What to Expect, number two, with their Adventures in Babysitting cover.
2: That is okay. pretty cool. I
0: like Because that. they
3: are debating over going, getting a babysitter, so it ties into the issue. And, you know, Mark's standing there saying, seriously?
1: <laughs>
3: uh, before Watchmen, Silk Spectre, number three. The whole psychedelic Starenko thing going on, bones and people melting, and Laurie trapped in the middle of it. It's a, it's a great cover. Um, Halloween Eve, the Dorothy cover, ah. where she's holding the mirror in front of herself and seeing what she will eventually see, or what she thinks she's going to see of herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Amy Reader, and Mass Number One, the Alex Ross painting of all these old pulp heroes. Uh, especially if you see this as I did eventually without the logo on it. There are extra characters in the background that can't <laughs> be seen here. But anything like this that I want to see living room sized and hanging in my living room how mm-hmm. to make my list. So that's my number one.
4: How are we going to do this? Like, I don't think there's been any overlap. There hasn't
3: been any
2: overlap nope. at all. I think what we're going to do is we're each going to have to get one, I think, on the list. Yeah. And then we'll have to figure out the, the fifth one. If they each the side after looking at all of them, which one we if we, we can get a okay. consensus or at least a majority on which one we think so is so. Everybody should suitable. pick
0: a favorite and then we'll debate the other two, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's reasonable, or so the other, the, we'll, do, we'll debate one more. You want to more, right. yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Okay. So mine are um, Hawkeye number three, which, which is it's just the one with like the uh, it's like him shooting up in the air, it's you can't see his whole hand, it just has just like the the kind of um, yeah, okay. The kind of half circles. I have it up here. Hold on one second. I'm going to try to find it for you. But um, so there's that one. Um, I have uh, Punisher number 16. Um, I have Wolverine, and the X-Men number 17, which is the Mike Allred cover with dupe when he's coming <laughs> out of him. Um, I have uh, Daredevil number 10.1, which is the Braille cover. Oh, I, yeah. I uh, almost had that one, too. Um, and I had Batwoman number 13, which is the like, the the like the bug. All oh, the millipede, the millipede yeah. w- with her on the cover. Um, so, well, let's go around. Let's do this first. Let's everybody pick their favorite of their own. We'll put that on the list, and then we'll try to figure out our that, number five. Batwoman number five. Okay, Batwoman number five for Steve. Um, for Bob, yeah.
3: masks number one.
4: Okay, Stephanie. Uh, the massive number one variant. Okay. Nice. <laughs> no,
0: I love that cover too. It that is was good. I was you know i I wanted to pick it, but I couldn't remember what it was a variant of mm-hmm. that if, whether it was the Massive. there was another book that came out that had that giant jellyfish
2: thingy on it. Mm-hmm. can't remember what it was I don't know, is it there and and my mine would be uh mine would be Punisher uh number sixteen would I don't know be what mine. that one looks like I'll show it to you in one second I'm going to, I have like eight pieces of paper in my hand right now, um so we've got the list, Bob, what are the four we have so far? I see you writing them down
3: okay, Batwoman number five, Steve yeah. Masks number one, okay. Massive number one, the variant with the jellyfish, mm-hmm. and Punisher sixteen. Okay, um,
2: of the ones I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably pick. I'm gonna try to pick one that's not on my list. Of the ones that I have seen that aren't on my list, um, I'm gonna have to say, hmm, this is tough. Um, oh, but I see if you're Ago. Um, I think that the uh, the fairest cover is my favorite of the ones that I've seen that that yeah were on my list. But oh, um, that's just me. It was Ferris number eight, Stephanie.
4: Yeah, okay. with Rapunzel there. I'm yeah, I'm gonna show. I'm
2: gonna show Bob. Okay.
3: Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you want to go with that one? Yeah. yeah. All right.
2: So Ferris yeah. number eight. That sound good to you, Stephanie?
4: It does. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm kind of glad you didn't say the Hawkeye one because. I, I, I like the Hawkeye covers, but to me, all of them look like Target ads. like
0: The first one, especially.
4: I, I, I get that, like, Target, Archer, all that stuff, but really, it looks like ads for Target.
2: I mean, those are the first couple. I mean, the one the, the most ruins have been the one with the tapes, which I think have been great. Yeah. And the new one has, like, uh, like him and, like, the arrows pointing down. When is the maybe it's not even that serious? This one with the red
0: cover that we said that we wanted, you wanted it on a shirt?
2: Yeah, that's the new one that's coming out, I think. Oh, yeah, that's the one that's coming out today, I think, or last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time travel. So, Bob, what are our five? Oh, oh I got five, them here. Yeah, you want yeah, me you to them see them go, ahead. Sure, go ahead?
0: Uh, we got Batwoman number five, mm-hmm. Masks number one, uh, the Massive number one variant, Punisher number 16, and Ferris number eight.
2: First, Number eight. All right. So the cover is done. Nice. Good job, that guys. That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the person in a horror movie saying, I'll be right back. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Bring your flashlight.
2: All right. So um, <clears throat> let's move on to best web or digital series. Yay. Um, Stephanie, why don't you take the, the first on this one? Because this is kind of your bag.
4: Yes, please. <laughs> um, So... Uh, my first one is obviously going to be uh Sarah and the Seed. Yep. Okay. Um it people who were like, Well I came out a really long time ago. I Googled this before just so there was no like, you know, confliction in it. Finished up on January twenty fifth the of this year. So oh
0: what now? Yes.
4: <laughs> just slipped in there. Um so my next one, battle pug. Okay. Um then Hark, a vagrant. Hark. <laughs> um uh, Colin Coover's uh, Bandette, okay, and the abominable Charles Christopher.
2: Yay. Okay. All right. Um. I will go next. Uh, I have JL8. That's on mine too. Um, Sarah and the Seed is also on mine. Yep. Uh, the abominable Charles Christopher. Yep. Is on mine. Um, but I also have uh, Legends of the Dark Knight. Yep. And uh, I actually have AVX Infinite on mine as well. Well, I, my list is the same as yours except for one. Okay.
0: All right. I've got uh, I've got Sarah and the Seed, Legends of the Dark Knight, The Abominable Charles Christopher, JL8, and I've caught it here, there, and everywhere, and it always makes me laugh. Is Cyanide and Happiness?
2: Cyanide and Happiness? Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so I think
3: it's gonna be a debate. It makes okay. me. It makes me laugh. All right, Bob. Okay. JL8. Okay. Uh, Sarah and the Seed. Okay. Hark a Vagrant. Okay. And now to the two oddball ones. Okay. Uh, Greg Rucker writes this, and a guy named Rick Perget draws Lady Sabre and the Pirates of the Ineffable Ether." Okay. <laughs> it is wow. steampunk Airship Pirates. Ooh. It is drawn as if it's an old Alex Raymond Flash Gordon. It's just brilliant visually. It's really cool. That sounds neat. Yeah. Sounds Lady Sabre and the Ineffable Ether. All right. And Bob my- bring in the webcomic. And my last one, uh, it's John Byrne. Huh? You go, ghoul. Oh, my God. (laughs) Before, uh, he came up with this years ago, but it just went on his website this year. Um, Can you say that with a little more sass? You go, ghoul. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Gotta get Um, some snaps. Before there was Monster High, he had come up with this idea. It's Francine, uh, Darcy, and Cleo, and their friend Lorna Talbot, obviously all... Mm -hmm. Monsters and his opening for it is once upon a time there were these three little ghouls who have been dead for quite a long time. <laughs> so it's universal monstery girl stuff. Mm-hmm. So just throwing it out there. I know we'll make the list, but it is really cool. You should check it out. It's on his site, Burn Robotics. All right. Um well we I
4: almost put in Thrill Bent as well, but uh, you know, I had yeah. to narrow it down.
2: Yeah, me too. Um the uh so Sarah in the Seat is we all said it, so it's going to be Yeah mm-hmm. um on here.
3: Yeah, it was amazing.
2: Yeah. I actually just read it uh this week and for the, for the first time and it was it was fantastic. Um we also we have three votes for JLA and I I think it has to be on the list. Yeah. Um yeah. Stephanie, I know you probably you haven't given it. I get, just, just haven't read it. You haven't read it yet. Um for those of you who haven't yeah. read it, um it is The Justice League in was it like first grade? They're eight. They're eight. Eight. Yeah, they're eight years old. So it's first first grade. Um, It's little Superman, little Batman, Mm. little Wonder Woman, little Power Girl, little Flash, little Green Lantern, Mm. and little Martian Manhunter, and it it starts out being very funny, very cute. Um, But the other thing about it too is that immediately you realize that a Yale Stewart, who's the writer and artist Mm. on it knows these characters backwards and forwards because it's true to the characters. Absolutely. Um, and then I think it's, I think it's this, the fifth 50th strip, which is the l- really long one where it's the confrontation between um, Bruce and Clark and like the, the bad guys, like the bullies on yeah. the playground, which is a really super long strip. And in it, in that strip it completes a story. Like it has like a real story arc and a real emotional payoff and a real ending. Um, it's so clever and so funny and so adorable. I, I love it. I love it so great. much. There, there's this one little moment, and this sold to me. I don't remember which strip it was. It's where M- the Martian Man t- tries Oreos for the first time, and then oh, ne- he tr- he tries one. them, and the next panel there's no words. He just puts his hand like on Hal's like arm, and this look on his face is like, oh my god, <laughs> these are the <laughs> this is the greatest thing I've ever ate, eaten in my entire life. Um, it's it's so great. I wish it was a book that kids could read. Like I wish it was a published work. Mm put up by DC because it's it's perfect right. for that.
3: It's not as childish as the ones they're putting out. No, are, it's which not. are fun, but yeah. this is this could actually be a transitional book from really young kids. Yeah. To older kids then appreciating the real books. I am with you. That'd yeah. be a great published book. Yeah.
2: Uh I just there's there's moments too where they talk where they mention like, you know, the fact that Bruce's parents are dead and there's mm-hmm. a little emotional mm-hmm. moments. And the art is just great. Yeah. You know, it's Fully colored, fully inked art. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's not a throwaway. No, it's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful.
3: So that's on our list. I'm going
2: to say that that has to be on the list. So there we go. Sarah in the Seed in JL8. Um, let's see what else we have on here. Um, we have multiple vo- votes. These are the ones we have multiple votes for. Uh, the Abominable Charles Christopher, Hark of Vagrant, and Legends of the Dark Knight all have multiple votes. Um,
3: well, we have three slots, right?
2: We do have three slots. Um,
4: I'm okay with those. You're okay with those? I'm
3: okay with them. Are we too. okay yeah. with them too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay, so let's write in the Abominable Charles Christopher, um, Legends of the Dark Knight, and Hark of Vagrant okay. in- into there. Um, we've talked about most of those. Did you ever talk about Charles Christopher on the show? Yeah, mm-hmm. you we did. did right? That's how I knew about it. Oh, okay, yeah, me too.
4: Yeah, I talked about it a while back. Okay, great.
2: Because I just, I just, I read the entire year's worth th- this morning. Or you know the the great. morning we recorded the show, and uh, it was it was great, and it was, and I this year he I don't know I didn't go back and read the past years, um, but I don't know why, why the way he had like yeah. these interludes between the Charles Christopher stuff and like these these little other stories about the birds you know the, the birds that are couples mm-hmm. and all this other stuff really was just just great so clever so clever mm-hmm. and that's what I came out with most from that it's just bowled by how clever you know it was.
4: And um, I believe, just another pimp to it, uh, the second volume hardcover is still on sale right now, and you guys should pick it up, so. hmm Yeah. It's got a lovely felty cover. So I have
0: nice. yet to read Hark, but. Me too. I, I want me to. Me too. Hark well, is gonna, amazing. We'll, we'll
2: have some time to read it, but, um, and Charles Christopher on here
4: Hark as well. <laughs> is there,
2: could
0: you bring that Wait, for Eden me Eden
4: actually just yep. did a signing yes. in Toronto last night, which I guess when you guys hear this will be like last week, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> time
2: travel <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a lot uh, of that yeah
0: <laughs> all right so that's good so yeah. Sarah in the sea jl eight abominable uh abominable charles christopher legends of the dark knight and hark a vagrant yep
4: didn't say it right hark, hark. A- sorry vagrant. hark Ex-
2: exclamation points in both spots hark. i'm A-Vagrant. very happy with that that list mm-hmm. of web comics and digital series um i'm glad we added that category um So uh, let's go. Let's move on to let's do best miniseries or limited series. How about that? Yar. Let's do that. All right. So um, Bob, why don't you start us off with that?
3: Sure. I gotta find it. It's (laughs) on here somewhere. Okay. Talking to the mic. Uh, I'm talking. Well, I'm talking to myself at this point. (laughs) Number five, uh, Rocketeer: Cargo of Doom. Okay. Mm. Uh, It was fun seeing the Rocketeer adventures, the anthology that they were putting out with all those various creators. Uh, to see that book come back and have it be as good as it was is just a testament to uh, Mark Wayden and, and Chris Samney. Everything the other book was brought back all the characters, including rare ones, so to speak, people we'd seen once 20 years ago. Again, someone did their homework and really you know, delivered. Okay. Uh, number four for me was Trio, John okay. Byrne. Uh, lovely retro, old-fashioned, silver age, bronze age kind of book. With nice little mystery. Ends on a cliffhanger. We'll see another Trio. I think it's late. In 2013, he's ready at work at that. Uh, number three, before Watchmen, Silk Spectre. Mm-hmm. In the, to use Stephanie's words, in the unnecessary universe of the Before Watchmen, this mm-hmm. book was just spectacular. Uh, Ghost, Kelly Sue DeConnick and Phil Noto, again another restored character that people have sort of forgotten about, and it's just lovely. Uh, the emotional beats that that Eliza's rediscovering as she becomes more and more human as we go. I can't wait to see what the next issue will be. And my number one, it became a mini series in the middle of its run, so I'm counting it. The Defenders,
2: okay,
3: which wasn't supposed to be, but he wrapped up one whole story. I made a twelve issue maxi, and Matt Fraction brought it together here. Lots of '70s nostalgia, lots of crazy stuff going on, but the Concordance Engine, big story, you know, everything dies. Mm-hmm. Just superior, superior storytelling. Happy
0: story. Happy story. It is. It ends
3: in a diner with you know Everyone James dies. Dean and Marilyn Hooray. Monroe.
0: Steve, what do you got for us? All right. Um, hmm. I also have uh, before Watchmen Silk Spectre. Okay. So that's two for that. Um, I have on my list Alabaster Wolves. Okay. Uh, that came out. I forgot oh. to write down the uh, the author, but uh, Alabaster Wolves was wonderful. It was uh it was very fairytale fairy tale-ish. It was very um sinister to use a Stephanie word. And um it was really it had really complex characters within a finite period of time that everything everything that happened in that book was very well defined, all the motives, all of the um all just all the, the actions of the character the banter between um the wolf and and the and the the woman going through everything, Dancy uh Flammarian, and even the bird. The the bird was just like a, a heckler, like a, a devil on her shoulder kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um that you got into some really deep, like, philosophical and um kind of like a couple of religious overtones. And they they hit on some pretty heavy topics that uh would have unnerved most readers, but they handled it in a very uh, like a whimsy kind of way, but with like a added level of danger to it. Um, the thing that Dancy was always attached to was very menacing, so it had a weird vibe about the whole series. It was only five books, but it was very very good. Um, love and Capes, uh, What to Expect When Expecting is my uh, is another one of my nominations. Just a absolutely fantastic uh, pick up and read slice of life mm-hmm. kind of book. We've talked about it a ridiculous amount of times on the show. Um, I love it. Uh, punk rock Jesus, is my other nomination. Um, six issues. Uh, the sixth one, you know, due to come out. Even though the last one hasn't come out, that series is. I mean, we were arguing for you know for for Sean Murphy before. It is really wonderful, and I love the the pacing. That third, I think it was the third issue where they really propelled the story forward that when I read that, I felt that I had read, like, an entire six-issue arc within one issue of that book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for I mean, for that alone, I think it deserves to be mm-hmm. at least recognized or considered. Uh, and my last, even though I'm the only one who read it, is uh, Monocyte from Casper Gambari and Menton 3. Um, very, very, very difficult um, concept to to wrap your head around, but... Once you get in there, and once you f- find the rhythm of it and follow it, between the art—I mean, the the art is just spectacular. It's it's some of the best art that I've seen in a, in a comic series period. Um, and just the ideas that it provokes, and the, the the places that you're that you're able to go by way of these conversations between these two races, uh, it poses a lot of questions about the future and about man in general, and our our need for things in our life, and I think that it brings about a lot of good subject matter for people to talk about outside of the comic book. Mm-hmm. So those are my nominations. Okay.
2: Um, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead?
4: Um, So Ghost okay. is definitely mm-hmm. on my list. It's not over yet, but I love the shit out of it. <laughs> um, Punk Rock Jesus. Okay. Jesus. Um, the Cape. Oh, uh, yeah. Alabaster Wolves. And I'm not through this series yet, but I was really digging the New Dead Wardians. Okay. New Dead Wardians. Okay.
0: All right. Um, now, just to clarify, you meant um, the Cape 1969, right?
4: The Joe Hill one. That yep.
0: they're, they're both by Joe Hill. Yeah. Um, well, the
4: first one.
2: Did that did it end this year?
4: didn't it come out like just a the hardcover came
2: out this year i'm not sure when the series ended I'm pretty sure that that was last year it was going on for a while i'm that's the only thing i'm not sure if you want to check on that stephanie
4: i can do that cool
2: um i because was, i was i couldn't find when the last issue came out so i didn't put it on my list but if it came out if the last issue came out this year that's it's, a, that's it's gonna be on this list yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all right um for me my nominees pending whether or not the cape came out this year or not um <laughs>
3: It's a one. It's a five A. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Punk rock Jesus.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Spider Men. Ah. Um, before Watchmen, Silk Spectre, nice. uh, American Vampire, Lord of Nightmares. I knew that was going to be on your list. And Trio. Nice. Are my, are my five. <clears throat> um, now it's funny because you know I was looking f- in t- to make sure I didn't over d- oversight. I was d- I did a lot of research and looked up. You know, limited runs, and there were so many, including many you guys listed that I wish I had read. Mm-hmm. And this is the category I'm most looking forward to before we actually give out the awards. Kind of going back and reading some of these things that I did not read <clears throat> yet. So, oh, sorry, Stephanie, go ahead.
4: It looks like I found I couldn't find like the actual release date for it, but there's a review of it from of the last issue, the fourth issue, on February 29th of this year.
2: Boom! Ah, yeah. good enough. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm taking off Spider-Man and I'm putting on the cape on my list. Okay. If
4: if it turns out that we, I don't know, we can reserve judgment. But if oh. it turns out that it, you know, yeah, didn't, I'm I'm trying to find it as I'm doing the show here. But we'll write yeah. that in
3: last. Yeah. We'll leave yeah. Okay.
4: comixology, February twenty ninth, twenty twelve. So yeah. All right. We're good. Nice.
2: So the cape ended in twenty twelve. It is on. Our list. Yes.
4: It's on a list, a list. It's on my list.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that just happened.
2: Yep, it did. Mm. Yay. So, here we go. Let's start pairing these babies down here. Um, So, I uh, let's see. Now, there was no unanimous for any of them. Uh, the closest we got um, are Punk Rock Jesus and Before Watchmen Silk mm. Spectre. Does anybody have any... Uh, objections to either one of those things being on the
3: list. No. No, I wait, Steven wait, 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 let me what? Punk Rock Jesus and I really enjoyed it so um, I you know.
2: Punk Rock um, Jesus yeah, I, and Before Watchmen Silk Spectre are the only t- two that we have multiple like three votes for.
4: Um I still think it's the Before Watchmen stuff is mostly poop, but go for it. <laughs> I'm okay with that.
2: Okay. All right. So, uh Punk Rock Jesus and Silk Spectre are on this list. Um and let 's get down to what else we got here um so we have multiple votes for uh these are the ones we have multiple votes for the cape um alabaster wolves and ghost are the other ones we have multiple votes for trio and trio sorry, and mm. trio as well sorry, so we have four multiple votes, and I know how much you love monoce, and I know we haven 't read it, and that but that 's not a reason not to have it on the list, so I want to give you a chance like <clears throat> not but when we get down to it that fifth spot I want to leave open to let you give you you know because okay. if you really believe you know because we you have to kind of use your judgment here if you really believe that if we read it during this break you think we're going to we're going to agree with you I don't think you're going to agree with me okay <laughs> I really
0: don't it is it is one of those things that is so Particular, and I'm not trying the to very sound very acquired taste. Yeah, and I, it's not it's not a matter of like sounding snotty, like oh, I could read it and you won't even understand no, it. No, 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 no. It's so, it's ve- like I, I've used this word before. It's very Shakespearean. It's mm-hmm. very heavy. It's deep. And if you're not if you're not gonna sit there and really, really dig in, you're not gonna enjoy it. It's one of those things that it's like you're either on board or you're not. Um, and again, I just, I, I think that it's, it's great just to be mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, if, and if it doesn't make the list, at least people know that it was considered. Yeah. And if you, if it doesn't make the list, you should still check it out because, I talked about, it.
2: <laughs> and I really still want to read it. You know, it's something about, I, I very much want to read. I
0: got it right here, cool. so you know you can borrow it. And I mean, if you you know, even if you know what, if I pass it on to one or or both of you, mm-hmm. and you end up like, even half digging it, mm-hmm. then it was worth bringing up. Cool. Um, no, I mean, um, there's really that's the one thing that I I knew that I put on my list that I put on my uh, put on for me. Mm-hmm. But I know that I I know that it's just it's one of those things. It's so out there that. Right. To get the three of you to agree on that versus something else that we probably have all either checked out or know
2: more of, mm-hmm. I'm totally willing to give it a pass. Okay. All right. Okay. So we'll, we'll we'll table monocyte then. Um, I would add a vote for the cape if it is okay. eligible because yeah. I oh, read yeah, that The cape's got to be on there. Okay. So I think we all agree then. The cape, Stephanie? Yep. Okay. <laughs> 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 um one of the best things yeah. I read all year. Yeah. So it, it's it's really fast I Just thought it was last it year, can't so can't get any worse. It's true. It's it does. One of the most messed up books ever. Um <clears throat> so we have Punk Rock Jesus the Cape and Before Watchmen Silk Spectre locked in. Um that leaves two spots uh left. The books that we have left total, even one vote or two, are Trio, um mm-hmm. Rocketeer, Cargo of Doom, Ghost the Defenders, Alabaster Wolves, and Love and Capes. Um, I would um I'm sorry, could you be one more time? Sorry. No no problem. Uh Trio, um American Vampire Lord of Nightmares. I didn't say that one before. Uh Rocketeer, Cargo of Doom, Ghost, the Defenders, Alabaster Wolves, and Love and Capes. I would put mine my vote would be uh well my next vote
0: anyway would be for Ghost. For Ghost? I, I think Ghost should be on the list. You think Ghost
2: should be on the list? Mm-hmm.
4: I think it's a great – it's almost like a perfect – it's like what the DC New 52 kind of tried to embody, where it's a series that's been around for a long time, but it made it into a perfect jumping-on point for people not familiar with the comic. And I think that's what makes it a great comic.
3: Right. Now, for me, I don't know if you had read Ghost before, Steph, any of the earlier ones, the old Eric Luke ones, but I'm a huge fan of those, and I – saw this both as a great new jumping-on point, but a great celebration of what the book was before it. It fires off on some of the same notes where you're seeing it's a mystery. It's a lovely mystery, and you're involved. Mm -hmm. And as the characters have been swirling in from the old story, they're new to you, Steph, or to you guys, but Mm -hmm. to me they're all, oh, no, I know who that is. Mm -hmm. She remembers too. This is great. I think it really does belong.
2: Now, Ghost, um, my only question is, how many issues is it supposed to run? I don't remember what Kelly Sue had said on the. It's six. It's six, yeah. and how many are we six in? Six and a
3: zero. We are zero and third one. Uh, so two technically four. Three. Four. Is we, it
2: four We, or we yes. got into three, we, and there yeah. zero, one, two, three at this yeah. point. Okay. I just want to make sure that we we're at least kind of halfway through it. I didn't want to. Yeah. There was two issues. Yeah. I didn't want to give it, you know, a nomination if we still don't know how it's going yep. to end. You no, know, no, three mm-hmm. three issues in. Um, just because I want to make sure, you know, hopefully we'll be doing this again next year. Yeah, and it's going to end next year, so we have to make like you know if it's if it's on this year's list, it can't be on next year's list. Right, right. You know, we kind of have to choose what year this we're going isn't to include. This is the Grammys in. where you can be best awarded yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah, or uh, the same. Lincoln Park song can be nominated for yeah. a Grammy like three years in a row. Lincoln Park sucks. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. Then I, I don't. Yeah, um, I know. I just feel like saying it. Um. So I'm listen. I haven't been loving Ghost as much as you guys have. I'm okay with it being on this list because I know how much you guys how much you guys love it. I just want to make sure that we are okay with putting something that does it hasn't even started really reached its crescendo yet. I'm on not, the
0: list. I haven't. I've only read the first uh, zero and one. I haven't okay. read two or three. But I, you know, I, I'm if S- Stephanie and Bobby feel that passionate about it uh, over the over the other one. What you call him, Bobby? I it gets you confusing. Know, you know what I meant. It gets confusing. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, they're so passionate about it uh, mm. against some of the other ones with the exception of like Alabaster
2: Wolves. Mm. I I think it's a good nomination. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm OK with it. I'm just laying, putting out my right. kind of my only protest to it because of the fact that it hasn't really reached. We'll, we'll make it a rule that it can't be on for next year. Yeah, it can't be on next year. So I'm just yeah. making sure we're OK with that. OK, yeah. I'm, o- I'm OK with that. I don't, I don't feel strongly enough about the other ones on my personal list mm-hmm. to kind of to put it there mm-hmm. um, to, to fight for them. So we're or the last spot.
4: I would go for either on the last one either Alabaster or I haven't read uh, the uh, Lord of Nightmares but I mean I love American Vampire and if you are saying it's as good as it is then I would 100% back that.
2: Here's the thing for me about uh, American Vampire Lord of Nightmares. I love it However, I do not have, like, that crazy, oh, my God, if it's on this list feeling, I'm going to be sad. Mm -hmm. I know how much you liked Alabaster Wolves, Steve. Everything you said about it, it seemed very interesting to me. Um, Stephanie, you read it?
4: I did. Steve, did you finish it as well?
0: I did not read the last issue, no.
4: Okay, yeah, I I thought it was great. I would definitely put that on the list if you guys didn't object. I mean, it's... I feel like this is another category where we can kind of honor some of the smaller series. Yeah, that, and also, uh, you know, going Steph. Sorry, wouldn't make it into some of the other categories, and I feel like that's one of them that probably otherwise won't get too much recognition. Yeah, I think that yeah. that
0: it it deserves to be on on this list somewhere. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, this might not be a reason, but for the sake of variety uh-huh. for this particular category. Having something that is what that book is mm-hmm. will, if anything, it being on the list will turn a bunch of other people onto it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good opportunity yeah. to get that book yeah, out Yeah,
3: you lent me a couple. I enjoyed it. It's, and her name is Caitlin something. Caitlin it? Kiernan? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yay, I right yay, about yay. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're okay with that? Absolutely. No, the couple I read I enjoyed. So
2: I mean, you're... Y- y- your last two dogs in the space were Trio and Rock. I cheer. love Trio.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, you voted for that too. Yeah, I, I, love, I could, yeah. I could make a case for. You know, there should be a place for an old time silver age sort of hero. Uh, Byrne did great work there. He'll be spoken about elsewhere too. So I'm fine with Alabaster Wolves. I would have also thrown a vote Steve's way if he'd want to fight for love and cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, we I, mentioned it, so that was good. And I think the thing about Trio is, I think there is a place for it because you and I both mentioned it. You know. Um, and I know Steve enjoyed it as well, even if it's not on this on his like short list. Oh no, it was awesome. Yeah, so yeah. there's definitely a place for it. Um, but I think I feel good about Alabaster Wolves being on there. You know, I think for diversity's sake and the fact that you and Stephanie both loved it, so yeah. it's not like if you haven't
0: read it yet. I mean, I'll, I'll let you. I haven't it. read it yet. No. Yeah. I well, yeah. but I think that by the time that you're done with it, mm-hmm. I mean, even from I'm putting in my vote without having finished it. That's mm-hmm. how much. I mean, it's just one of those things that I have to sit yeah. down and finish. Yeah. You know, like that last issue comes out. and Instead of just reading that last issue, you want to read all of them. Mm-hmm. So, that's, yeah,
3: absolutely. That's an endorsement, right? Absolutely.
2: There. So, um, our final five for the best mini series, a limited series, are Punk Rock Jesus, Before Watchmen, Silk Spectre, The Cape, Ghost, and Alabaster Wolves. This is starting to get rough. Man. All right. Yeah, you, guys, you <laughs> oh, gotta it's, been,
3: it's been nice though.
2: It's hard though to some ways. I, A couple of the times I've had to like. Cut things that I would have loved to have been, you know, on the list. So that's why getting where I'm a little more. Yeah, but we're all gonna attached. Have to. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we'll go right from there to best single issue graphic novel or one shot. That's oh. also what personal lists are for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and that will be a really fun thing thing to do. Bob has brought samples for his uh, best single issue graphic novel or one shot. I have shot. twenty. Oh, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'll go first here for uh, for my sure. list, uh for best. Um, so I've got The Underwater Welder. Yep. Uh, Batman number five. Um, I've got Fantastic Four 605.1, um, which is the Nazi one. Uh, Wolverine and the X-Men number 17. And Uncanny X-Force number 18. Those are my five. Okay. Um, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead next?
4: Um, I've got Underwater Welder. Okay. I've got... um. Revival number one. Okay. Um, sorry, this was single issue and uh, graphic novel as well, you said, right? Yeah,
2: graphic novel, single issue, or one shot.
4: Okay, yeah. So, Revival number one, Underwater Welder, uh, Tale of Sand. Okay. Um, Bucko, and huh, Hark of Vagrant. <laughs> okay.
2: Hmm. All right. Uh, Steve.
0: Uh, I've got the Underwater Welder. Okay. Wild <laughs> Children. Okay. Batman number five. Uh, Starbright and the Looking Glass and A Babies versus X Babies.
2: Okay. Ooh. Starbright and A Babies versus X Babies, right? Yep. Okay. Bob. Okay.
3: Number five, Wonder Woman Adventures, Hundred Page Spectacular. Okay. There's a reprint of the animated series all put in one nice little place. It's nice that there's a Wonder Woman book. Batgirl Annual Number One. Okay. Where you actually have Catwoman done properly for ah, a chance yes uh, Captain Marvel number six mm-hmm. it's the end of the time travel arc where you get her origin retold and why she wants to be who she is and the whole thing with Helen mm-hmm. Uh FF 23, the final issue in Jonathan Hickman's run with the kids. Everyone starts okay. to say goodbye. It's got my vote. And Fantastic Four 606, which is the... Oh, I can't say it. In this case, a spoiler <laughs> alert. It's a very personal story that seems like it's not. It starts off with this extraordinary family doing something for someone quite ordinary. Okay. And that's my five.
2: So, um, this is gonna, I think this is going to be a tough one for everybody. Because mm-hmm. um, I think everybody's going to have some things they really want to... Um, uh, fight for it so let's start easy um, unless Bob has any major objections um, it seems like Underwater Welder should definitely be on this list since mm-hmm. Stephanie uh, yeah. Steve and myself all voted for it um, so Underwater Welder will, will lock in um, alright so, okay, so the only other book that's on here I think that more than one person voted for was Batman number 5 which is the one from Steve and I um, yep. I, I mean obviously Steve and I want it on there um, but I want to hear from Bob and Stephanie if, you know, um,
3: I, you... en- I enjoyed that issue. That's the maze. It's amazing. Issue. Issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I could dig that.
3: Yeah. I I'd put it there at worst comes to worst. You should put it at the top of the extra yeah. list for now, but I, I have no objections to that being on the list. Okay.
2: So let's, we won't cross it off when I, I won't lock it in yet but I just want to leader in the
3: club leader in the clubhouse because
2: yeah. we have a lot of issues here. Yeah. So I don't want to like start putting stuff on without really doing our due diligence here. Yeah. I'm just going to go through, okay. um, you know, uh, like, uh, the whole list that we have here. Um, I'll make my case quickly for uncanny X4, number 18. I know it's a book that no one else is reading, but me. And it's a book that I I just kind of burned through in the last week because tr- I felt like I needed to be here for it. Um, it hit some representation on the show. Um, it's the end of the dark angel saga and um it is one of the most action packed emotional and in clever books i've ever i've ever read i mean it is it's a long arc it's a six issue arc or seven issue arc um that takes you a thousand places it's got double crosses and triple crosses and alternate dimensions and a thousand story threads and issue eighteen closes them all up perfectly um it takes you places you you wouldn't believe it it changes characters for forever it brings characters back or introduces new characters who um are gonna be a big player in the marvel universe in the future and it does so all being its own self-contained book it does not rely heavily on anybody else's book you know it's it's got wolverine in it obviously it's got deadpool in it it's got other characters from other books in it but in uncanny x-force they feel isolated they feel like this is their story and it was amazing to me that you could sum up such a long arc um and do it so well um so that's my case for it i don't really expect it to make the list because i no one else has read it and it's tough to communicate you know the end of an arc to people um but i feel like it needed to be talked about just because it was something that i think was really uh, amazing in a series that I've found to be amazing in my time catching up with it.
3: All right. Well, similarly, um, the Wonder Woman book I picked, which I I expect won't make this list. However, um, with with so much going on with this character and there is controversy and so on and so forth, to have a book that is so on model to what William Moulton Morris and Harry Peter created all those years ago... And yet have enough of a modern sort of silver bronze age edge to this where it's still, it's super villains and fun. There's a great Green Lantern story here. you got the Cheetah, Justice League. Um, for whatever it's all worth, our guest Trina Robbins and I had a couple of lovely conversations about this book and how this was something she could actually show to her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. So that if it doesn't make this list, but I got a chance to chat about it a little bit, fine by me, we can eliminate it. but it. it if people want something you can give to a little girl to make them understand what Wonder Woman is, it's this book.
2: Mm-hmm. And not to take it off on technicality at all, but none of it is new material, right? Is it uh, all?
3: No, but again, this category is best single issue know, or one shot. So but I'm it's giving not new it, material. I'm
2: right. not disqualifying it. I'm just saying, for a technical reason, not to have it on the list compared to all these other things that came out that were new. That's just, you know, for some people who haven't read it, it's a, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I'm glad you got to talk about it. So I'm going to uh, like, as much as yeah. I love Uncanny X-Force, I'm going to take it off the list because I just mm-hmm. don't think it's good. I don't, I don't want to have that fight because I don't think <laughs> it will, because I don't think it will work. You know, I don't, I just, right, without having right. read it, it's tough to do that. Um, and we'll take one Roman off. Um, so let's talk about, um, a book I haven't read, Tale of Sand, that Stephanie nominated. Um, yeah. Seventy. What is *Telesend* and why should it be on this list?
4: Um, it's hard to kind of describe. It's basically uh, like a lost screenplay that Jim Henson wrote, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and it's just, I don't, I don't know. Like, to me, this is on the list because it's one of the most beautiful books that you will ever look at in your life.
0: It's really unique. Mm-hmm. I have it at my house. It's mm-hmm. really, um, really unique.
4: There's not a single page that you look at where you don't just go wow it's just jaw-droppingly beautiful um i mean i, I don't know why I, I can't really explain why it's important to me and on this list but i know steve you've read it as well so yeah um,
0: i mean it presents itself almost like a like think of it as as like you're dreaming at mm-hmm. night and how you don't have—it feels like you have just one dream, but you actually have multiples. It's as if you're dream jumping throughout this book. It plays out almost like a really, really like animated acid trip. <laughs> um, it's all over the map, but it's—it's it's everything. It's adventure. It's intrigue. It's music. Um, it's car chases. It's—it's—it's. Mer- like it's, it's, there's a lot of. There's a lot going on. Um, and like Steph said, it's one of those books that every, every turn of the page, um, there's new colors to look at. There's new, there's new things going on. Um, and there's, it's one of those things where if, like, f- further into the book, you'll get reasons as to why there was something strange in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then that in itself makes it a multiple read. Um, I, I would endorse that for, for being on the
2: list. Okay, so I'm going to circle that, just like I circled Batman number five. Yeah. Um, that's definitely on, on, the, on the top of the pile. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Bob, let me ask you about um, FF606. Sure. Um, why, to you, is it uh, should it be on this list of, of best single I, issues?
3: I think this almost more than any Fantastic Four issue that came out this year, as much as I love 6051, it's actually on what was on the other <laughs> half of that list. This book encapsulates everything that this book has been in Jonathan Hickman's run in 22 pages. It's an adventure. It's a family adventure. There's danger and exploration. And it all comes back to all being about family. In this case, it's an extended family. Mm-hmm. So there's deep emotion to this. The, when you get to the last couple of pages and you realize what the story's actually been about, which you don't know going in, you, you get weepy. This is a real heart-tugging book and it ends on a wonderful upside just a great piece of storytelling, this wonderful art by Ron Garney. And again, it this it's good we do all the oddball things, but to celebrate a, a book in the midst of a run and a one and done no less in the midst of a of an epic run, something needs to be said about that too. So I think this is the book for me. So
2: the only thing the only reason I'm gonna debate you on that is because I mean, I read six oh six and I got what was supposed to be going on there, but you know, I don't want to get into what the, who the character is there. I had no connection to that character. So when it was revealed, it wasn't a big reveal to me. It didn't really mean anything to me, you know. Um, as somebody who was reading from 600 on, it just didn't mm-hmm. hit me, you know. So it's hard for me to get behind that book on the list for that reason, you know. we're Obviously, we're we're now splitting hairs about all great books. So nothing I'm going to mm-hmm. say about any of these things is saying the book isn't good.
3: Right. Because then the, the counter argument is, but well, that's more about you than about the book. Right. Right absolutely yeah.
2: but again like it's again we're all it's all about it. it's all personal opinion obviously um, so that same extent like I'm not but I loved Fantastic Four 605.1 um, I think it's a great one-and-done story I love the alternate universe stuff I got off on the how crazy it was and how weird it was you know um, and that might not being on a personal list of mine um, that being said I'm okay with cutting it from this list because I don't feel like it's a book. Again, it's something also that I don't know if it matches up, you know, in scope. And nothing has to be about scope, but I don't feel as passionate about 605.1 as Stephanie does about, you know, Tale of Sand, mm-hmm. for instance. You know, or I'm sure not as much as Steve's going to argue for either the uh, the Starbright Looking Glass or Wild Children. You know, so the the thing is for me Bob, I want to ask you um of the books Left for you, which are Batgirl Annual, Captain Marvel, FF, and FF six oh six. Which one do you feel the most strongly about?
3: FF six oh six. Okay. Fantastic Four six oh six. Yeah. Sorry. Being precise. Yeah,
2: obviously. All right. So I'm gonna. I'll just circle that for right now, and then we'll, we're gonna move on because I don't want to spend too much time on one thing. Um, I actually want to amend one of mine. Okay. Um, I had A Babies versus
0: X Babies. I'm actually gonna take that away. Um, I don't know if I really. Uh, I didn't know that this was. I mean, it says best single issue graphic novel. I think that I focused more on the graphic novel one mm-hmm. shot aspect of it than okay. single issues. But I'm gonna put another vote in for FF number twenty three. Okay. Um, because to me that was that was my that was my that's my favorite Marvel series mm-hmm. of the entire Marvel universe. Okay. Um, even over Fantastic Four, there's something about Future Foundation that just resonates with me. Like a a hair more than than Fantastic Four, um, it was perfect. It was absolutely. If I could give somebody a perfect comic book, it would be FF number twenty three. As far as a perfect end to something, um, and not, I mean, just in concept alone, it really, really, really emphasized the uh, imagination of the reader and there is there's about this about four pages of of full panels or half panels of pages of these wild random adventures that the that Franklin and his friends are going on it's basically Franklin and older Franklin and he's showing him a a door that when he when he can't take too much where he can practice his powers cuz he's going to be the most powerful you know being on the planet basically And this is a place where he can go and let his imagination run wild where it won't do him any harm. And it's, you know, I'm leaving. But anytime that you're feeling overwhelmed because of who you are, I want you to know that you can step inside of this room, and you can take out or practice with any kind of aggressions or worries that you might have about your own abilities. This is the place to do it. And they show you that place and what it's capable of. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would love to see an entire series based on that door. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, as far as why we read comics, we read comics, most of us, for escapism and and to get away into these outrageous situations. That particular issue was all about. Just, re- like, you know, vampire teachers on motorcycles with <laughs> jello knights. Yeah, jello knights yeah. and chickens flying through the air, and it was just, it was spectacular. It was really, it was really something. And um, like I said, it was a, it was yeah. a perfect end.
3: And it's all to a purpose too, because as Val and Franklin speak, he needs that imagination to be able to create moving forward with his powers.
2: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm going to circle FF23 mm-hmm. um, here. Um, and I want to ask Stephanie um, about Revival, number one.
4: <laughs> well, anyone who's listened to the podcast for the last little while has known that I'm crazy about this series. But um, the reason it's on my list, like all, you know, craziness for it aside, is it's a perfect first issue. Like, perfect. It's flawless. It sets up everything that you could possibly want to know to keep on with the series, the art is fantastic. It's beautiful. The characters are well-developed for a first issue. Um, they're intriguing. The scenario is intriguing. And it takes something that's, I mean, like the supernatural stuff is really, I mean, overdone in comics and books, in, on TV and movies, but it makes it really original and makes it its own. And... Um, I just enjoyed the shit out of the first series and if that, or the first issue. And if it was the only issue that I had read from that series, I still would love the book or the series rather. And gotcha. just like, it's, it's perfect to me.
2: Okay. <clears throat> um, so here's the question though, your other nominees, obviously, uh, we talked about tale of sand. You have bucko.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it was bucko revival, tale of sand, underwater welder, and what was your? Uh,
4: Hark, a vagrant. Hark,
2: a vagrant. Um,
4: I'd be willing to take Hark off since uh, that made it into the web series. Okay. Um, and Bucko, I think I will be sort of alone in trying to kind of convince you guys on Ray. that one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Revival is, um, it's to me the best single issue of the year. Okay. Um. Wow. I mean. I don't know if, as far because we have graphic novels in this category as well, but single issue wise, like hands down best issue, because it's a single, it's a first issue and it does exactly what it's supposed to do.
2: Okay, <clears throat> that was a very good argument, and um, and I have to say Steve's FF argument was very very. Um, Convincing. <laughs> yeah. um, I uh, Can I go really quick? Yeah, I just, absolutely. Right. Yes. Um,
0: even though everybody thought I was going to argue for it, to make things easier for us, uh, I will amend uh, Wild Children off of the oh, list. Okay. Um, just because, again, arguing for it and, and trying to convince you guys. I don't
2: remember who read
0: it. I read, read it. You read it. I read but, it but you're not well. going to, you're not, you don't want it on the list.
2: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't. And here's, I, don't. I will say this about it, though. Much like, change we were talking about before um it is highly engaging and it makes you think yeah you know it would not be on my list obviously uh uh, of these my short list of five Mm -hmm. but i think it's a book that deserves to be read and a book that deserves to be talked about right you know and it's it's so particular that you know it can have the range of your reaction which was you went crazy for it Mm -hmm. you know and my reaction which was you know highly um intrigued by it and it thought I was my my, my mind I definitely activated by it yeah you know but I didn't have that connection to it that you did right um but I definitely think it's worth bringing up whether yeah. or not you hate it or you love it it's a book that is, deserves to be read
0: yeah it was all over the map I mean I had people responding to my review and I had people contacting me on Twitter that told mm. me that like oh I bought it because of you and half of them told me that they loved it and then there were a few that were like I don't get it Mm -hmm. and it's it's one of those all over all over the place kind of books Mm -hmm. Um, not
4: that you don't get it it's an acquired taste it's really fucked up and (laughs) the art's beautiful and i appreciated it for that Mm -hmm. but the story is so messed up and it's such an acquired taste like it's just something that you either enjoy or you don't
2: it's like the comic version of like a michael hennecke movie yes (laughs) like funny games you know that's what it feels like to me you know um
0: one thing that the one thing that I will argue for, and I, I hope that I can I can get you guys uh, on me for that because I'm losing some some books on this list, <laughs> um, is Starbright in the Looking Glass. Uh, I don't think any of you have read it. No, but I just I want you to consider what Starbright in the Looking Glass is before we we take it off the list. This was a book that came out just a few short weeks ago, maybe even just two weeks ago. Um, written by Jonathan Luna. There they are again. Oh. And <laughs> It's came in a in a white hardcover hardbound book with with gold you know etching in it and whatnot looking almost like one of the old golden books from back in the day. This book is a straight up like it's it's the the perfect example of something that used to be something that used to be so pure that when we would go to bed at night, like I was read fairy tales when I was growing up. That was the thing that my mom and I would do. And when I read *Starbright* and The Looking Glass, I was transported back to my childhood. I've read it to my to my niece. She's only four years old. She was enraptured by it. And it's just a, a straight up like homage, payoff, whatever, to all of the... Old fairy tales that, that used to be important and used to be a part of bedtime and have gone by the wayside or been corrupted by Hollywood and reimagined into trash. This book deserves to be right next to those books on a shelf with Grimm's and Aesop and Carol, all of them. And it's, it's enough of things that have existed before, but enough of something new that it makes it, it, its own thing and i think that for something that's new to to be able to stand next to those other classics at least in my opinion uh is worth considering for for a, a book or okay. a nomination okay um
2: so here okay so the only really book left my list that we haven't talked about um is Wolverine the X-Men number 17 um and it's mostly on this list because i think it's the funniest comic i read all year um it's fan- the dupe one right? the dupe one yeah oh, it's fantastic hands down um it's you know of it's mike allred um on the art and it's funny because jason aaron you know his book wolverine the x-men always has sort of a, a kind of a tilt to it in all its issues but you know that tilt often is just kind of threaded through with a lot of seriousness a lot of serious stuff happens a lot of stuff goes down um and he managed to kind of flip his writing style to fit the art in it's in perfectly, you know. I left out loud at least three or four times. It was a a a character that I had never seen before. I'd never seen Dupe before in my life. And by the end of it felt like I knew the character, loved the character. Um it's right hilarious. And I think that sometimes stuff like that gets overlooked a little bit because, you know, drama is more you know yes. is, is easier to connect with in a lot of ways and you think of something that's funny and just oh it's funny that's great but it's not something of weight um and you know, listen i did not have the same emotional reaction to wolverine the x-men number 17 that you guys had to fantastic four or you to ff or mm-hmm. to tale of sand or to whatever you know um but i will say that um it stuck with me you know for just as long as any of the books that i read that made me Cry this year, you know. Mm-hmm. That book made me laugh the most. Um, <clears throat> that being said, um from the pleas and the stuff I heard from everybody else, I'm willing to take that off out of consideration. Um because there's a lot of stuff here. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of emotion and a lot of things to, to, to suss through. Um, and I just, I I don't feel like I can make an argument that's going to stand up to your guys's emotional arguments for being This book is funny. No, but there's, there's no reason for it to not be considered. Mm. I mean, I, I might even throw you my vote. I I, I do love Mm. it. You know, I do absolutely love it. Here's the thing, you know, now, Bob, um, you have Batgirl annual and Captain Marvel number six that we haven't really talked about yet.
3: Right, I, pro- I, I could argue both, mm-hmm. but I probably couldn't sway enough opinion okay. on either. Though, again, I think the Batgirl annual, uh, the Catwoman in a year where so many bad things happen that, that Gail Simone could pull Catwoman back from the brink and tell a story where she does something heroic while still being Catwoman mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, needs to be said, and and fighting side by side with Batgirl for, in a battle she couldn't win. Mm-hmm. Is it enough to be on the top five short list? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I I mean but I I thought it was a great issue. And, it is a great issue. Oh, it's yeah. absolutely, absolutely,
0: it is. It's a wonderful issue. I just don't know. Like, I. Would it have been like let's say Catwoman was a success. Would it have been as much of a standout if it we don't we didn't have mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. precursory crap to hold right, it to up compare against? It to. I mean I, it was I, I, it was great. a you know it was a lighthouse in the fog. It was a, you know, a beacon of hope. But as soon as we were given it, it was a nice taste, now we've had it taken away from us again. Mm-hmm. Um I know. I, I
3: agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I'd be a little more passionate about the Captain Marvel thing because again, there's an issue that encapsulated what the book was leading up to that and a character that had been abused at the very least over the years
0: yeah the only reason why that wouldn't get my vote is I I, I do love Captain Marvel and I have been enjoying the series but I enjoyed the first couple of issues a lot more than I have the recent ones mm-hmm. I've kind of now that I'm not enjoying it now that I'm not collecting it but I my My fevered passion for when it it hits the stands has kind of lessened just a teeny tiny Mm -hmm.
2: little bit. Um, That's just me, though. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, my thing too is, I love Captain Marvel. Number six isn't my favorite issue of the series. So this is where we get into a little bit of a tough, like, very personal, very small thing. Like, um, I've been still really liking it. The first issue is still my favorite issue of, of, of the series, you know, and the way it kind of explodes onto the scene. So... It's tough for me, much like the Fantastic Four thing, it's tough for me to throw my weight behind those books just because of series I've been reading. They're not even my favorite issues, you know? But again, we're talking about very, like, mm-hmm. small different differentiations here. Yeah. And this is also tough because this is also a tough category because because we're smushing so many things together, graphic novels are sometimes hard for everybody to read because they're so much longer, you know? Um, and I don't want to ignore some of those more, those other novels that they feel so passionate about.
3: You know what I mean? Those last two, I will Okay. I'll ditch. We can take them out.
2: Okay. So I'll see what we have left. We only have one lock so far. We only have underwater welder locked. Really? Yeah. Um we've got in the running. So we've got four spots left, and we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books. Oh boy. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. Okay. Let's make some cuts. We've got Batman number five. Um, we've got Wolverine the X-Men number seventeen. Revival number one, Tale of Sand, in the Looking Glass, FF number twenty three, and F uh, and Fantastic Four number six oh six. Um, <clears throat> now I'm gonna tell you where it's tough for me to, bu- to budge on Batman. It's tough for me.
3: My, I'll back
4: Batman.
2: I'm gonna back Batman yeah, as I, well. Okay, that's
3: why we circled that one initially okay.
2: because I just that issue to me like it blew my mind when I was reading it. Um, so Batman number five is in. All right. So here we go. We have um, so Batman's in. I'm willing to cut Wolverine and the X Men. I'm willing to cut it. Aww. We all love that book. I right? love it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I'm willing to cut it because I feel like we have a lot of ground to cover, and yeah. I'm willing to take that you know that that bullet. Um, <clears throat> so we've got Revival, uh, Tale of Sand, Starbright, FF twenty three, and FF six hundred six. All right. So. Um, We've got two Stephanie books, one Steve book, two Bob books. <laughs> All right. Um, I've got to ask. I mean, I don't. Uh, here's the thing. I be, I believe you with Starbright and Looking Glass. I'll I'll sacrifice Starbright and Looking Glass before you do. I'm okay. saying I believe you. I don't want you to. I'm not saying you to cut it because I believe you, and it sa- sounds like something that I would love. Yeah. So I'm not discounting it. <clears throat> I just need to know. Okay. Here's the thing. This is the like intersection for you two. You've obviously read Starbright, and you've read FF twenty three. I've read neither. Mm-hmm. All right, you've read FF F- Fantasy Four six hundred six. Yeah, Starbright and FF twenty three. Yeah, you've read both FF six hundred six and FF twenty three. Right. I'm not going to keep saying Fantastic Four. Yeah. Between so between six hundred six and twenty three, you would pick six hundred six. Yes. Okay, and you'd obviously pick twenty three. I would pick twenty three. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, I can definitely. I can definitely throw my weight behind Revival, number one. I, thought, okay. I also think it, it was fantastic. Um, sure. Stephanie, let me ask you, between Revival and Tale of Sand, you know, I'm not saying either one is going to get cut, whichever one you say, but which one is your heart more with? Revival. Okay. Um, I can definitely get behind Revival being yeah. on this list. I'll throw a vote for that. Okay. All right. So Revival number one is on the list. All right. We're getting down to it. Getting down to it. Okay, we're gonna have a fight, though. We're gonna—I feel a fight coming. <laughs> <laughs> nah. All right. So we have two spots left. Um, now, S- Tale of Sand, Starbright, FF twenty-three, FF six hundred six. I have no—I haven't read any of these books right. except for six hundred six, which I don't really have like a great affinity for, you know. Um, but Bob has a great affinity for it. So here's what we have to get down to. This is a talking comics list you know we're all going to have our own personal lists as well i'm i'm not, and so i'm dealing with two books here you two for, for starbright and ff606 that you both love i'll i mean if
0: if i had to if i was up to me to cast two more mm-hmm. mine would be i would i would throw my mine in for bob for for fantastic 4606 uh and
2: starbright would be my two votes okay um stephanie what do you think of that
4: uh, I can get behind Fantastic Four, uh, because even though I haven't read it, I've heard lots about it from you guys and I have picked it up. I just haven't had a chance to read it. I cannot throw my weight behind Starbright. I'm sure it's great. I have it on my iPad. I've seen it at the store. It's beautiful, but it's new and not a lot of people have read it. And that doesn't mean that it's not great, but I just feel like, It's, I I feel like this is more of a personal thing for you.
0: No, no, I, no, I think that if it honestly, I think between the ones that are left, I mean, I want it on the list, but Mm. I think it being on the list almost is kind of like a a throwaway slot. Okay. Because of the fact that so many people haven't read it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not a book that you would normally pick up Mm -hmm. unless you heard about it word of mouth or you're a fan of that team. Right. So um I mean like I said it before that I I'm willing to keep that just for me. Okay. And I'll 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 remove it.
2: Okay. So <clears throat> are we comfortable then with Tale of Sand and FF606? I think um, me as yeah, I really want FF23. Here's my list. problem. <laughs> now, I'm it, this is not set steadfast. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of an issue with Fantastic 4 and FF both having issues on the short five li- on the five list. Okay. That's my only thing, you know. Um, I don't care. I'll put it on my personal
0: list. Oh, I I'll, know. Okay,
2: and I, mm-hmm. I, and I'm not saying that because I I don't think they're they're fantastic. I'm I'm sure that FF23 is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just Stephanie, I don't know about you, but I I just I don't know if I can I, if I can justify on a, a list of five there being two Fantastic Four books. That's the I only can't. Thing.
4: Yeah, that's guys. Like I. I, again, I totally appreciate that you guys love the shit out of them, but, like, I feel like Talking Comics has been really, really, really biased to... I mean, there's been weeks where all you guys talk about is Fantastic Four. And, and
3: again, deservedly so. Against, wait, let's, well, No, whoa, no, no, no. Wait a minute. If the books sucked, I, think... I wouldn't talk about okay, it. Okay, like, we don't get angry about okay, it. We I'm angry, not, about no, it. but
4: there seriously have been... I mean, not necessarily, but it'd be like Fantastic Four and then FF and then Fantastic Four and FF. And, that's... and I mean, I still want to read these books, but I, I feel like... I will say this, if I don't want I don't... them to overwhelm because I feel like I mean, th- these are categories our listeners are going to be voted on as well, and I feel like to have variation would be something that is something that we need.
2: I agree with the variation thing. All, uh, all I'm going to say is that I don't think that because we talk about them a lot, that no, doesn't mean no, they okay. shouldn't be nominated for things.
4: No, all right? I know. I, I, that's fine. I guess <laughs> this that is that their like end of the year award, meant, and there's like, a reason why we
2: talk about it so much. You know? Yes,
4: I um, get that they're great. I just think that. They sh- there shouldn't be too... Yeah, they shouldn't just be... But
2: as a representation of the entire site, I think that there should be some diversity there because yeah. it's a talking mm-hmm. comics list, not just, you know... Mm-hmm. So why don't so we of- do
0: Fantastic Four, 606, and Tale of Sand?
2: Okay. I like that.
0: Is that... Stephanie, that's cool? Uh,
2: yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. And Tale of Sand. All right. So our five are Underwater Welder, Batman number five, Revival number one, Fantastic Four, number 606, and Tale of Sand. All right, one more category to get through, and that's Best New Series. All right. I'm going to go first. Um, I have Hawkeye, Captain Marvel, um, All New X-Men, Saga, and Revival. Those are my five. Stephanie, what about you?
4: Uh, I've got some doubles already. So Revival. Okay. Rachel Rising, okay. which we haven't had a chance to talk about yet, so did that um, start if you this guys year? haven't uh, checked this out yet, you should, but I'll carry on about that later. Anyways, Saga, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Marvel, and Peter Panzerfaust. Okay. Um.
2: Did Rachel Rising start this year?
4: Uh, yeah. Okay, cool.
3: <clears throat> Bob. Bob. Are we eliminating minis from this category? Just so I know, so we before we start. No, we don't have to limit minis. I mean, what's up? To, well, let's vote. Are we doing minis as part of this, or this is best new ongoing? Um, what I, do you think, people?
2: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think best new ongoing makes a little bit more sense. Okay. No, you no, know. Well, um, actually,
4: racial rising. I'm sorry, it did start actually. Okay. Late last year, so I will take that out. Okay.
2: Okay, cool. That's what I thought. I thought it was a late last year kind of thing.
4: Right. I, I thought it started this year, but right. I'm wrong.
3: So. Okay. We're checking I ourselves. It's yeah. okay. So we're going best new ongoing. It should be ongoing, I okay. think. Okay. Batwoman?
2: Well, Batwoman started in 2011.
3: Okay. Yeah. Fatal.
2: Fatal, yes. Fatale. Saga.
3: Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Okay. World's Finest. Okay. Captain Marvel.
4: Okay. I'll throw my weight uh, in lieu of Rachel rising behind Fatale. Okay, cool.
2: Um, Captain Marvel, obviously. Steve, uh, was Wolverine in the X-Men part of this year? I think it started the, I think it at yeah. the end of last year.
3: I
4: think We're started- at, like, what? Like, issue number, like, 17 of it?
3: it was yeah, but up it, comes, a lot. it comes out, like, every other day. Yeah, it comes out, like, oh. every <laughs> other day. It's, it's, a, it's
2: a bi-monthly book, but I think it started at the end of last year.
0: All right. Uh, I might need a second to uh, revise my list, but so far I have uh, Hawkeye. Okay. Saga. Okay. Mind the Gap. Okay. Whispers. And I'll throw one in for Fatal.
2: Okay. All righty. <clears throat> all right. So I think we can safely say that Saga goes on this list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since we all voted for it, I believe. Um,. I think, uh, so the other multiples we've got, we've got uh, three of us said Hawkeye, uh, three of us said Captain Marvel, um, and three people said Fatale. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with all of those being on this list. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so Hawkeye, Captain Marvel, um, and Fatal are all on. So that's four, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to... I'm going to cut all new X-Men. It has four issues already, but um, you know it's pretty new. Um, so I don't want to get into a big debate about it. I love it. I think it's great, but I think it's too early still to tell. Um, okay, so w- what we have left is a Peter Panzerfaust, Mind the Gap, Whispers, World's Finest, um, and Revival are the ones that are left.
0: Um, I will take Whispers off the list because if I'm not mistaken... I think there might only be four issues mm-hmm. but you
2: I don't think anybody's read it. I've read the first read two it. um and I really liked it. Yeah. But I just I don't get the sense of like <clears throat> I don't know where it's going yet. I it takes so long to come out. You know, it's just like it's the weirdness of how long it takes to come out. Yeah. You know that I can't get up like that that passion for it. I'll say
3: I'll save it for a personal you list. Know what I I'll mean? take it off. That's fine. Okay. <clears throat> um so, we'll, you can eliminate World's Finest as much as I love it and it's my, probably my favorite DC book.
2: It's a great book. It's an absolutely yeah. great book. Um, all right. So that means we have Revival, Mind the Gap, and Peter Panzerfaust left. So we have three books left uh, for two spots or one spot? One spot. One spot. One spot. One spot. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've read at least one issue of all of those books. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, My Money, the best one is Revival, but... Mm-hmm. I have not kept up with Mind the Gap. So I know that the mystery develops apparently very very well and it's been great. So I don't I I I'm willing to hear about Mind the Gap, you know. I'm willing to throw my vote to Revival.
0: Okay. Um I mean I I do love Mind the Gap and I do think but I again, I can save it for a personal list. It's just the 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 mystery and the the setup mm-hmm. of like the whole I love the who done it aspect yeah. of the book and the whole like astral projection um, in and out of bodies and it's just it's got a lot going on it's got a big cast that's very well defined but um revival is also i mean if there are any for me if there are any two books that are stacked up right next to each other like no like one is not better than the other it's revival and mind the gap mm-hmm. so if my vote could go to revival to get it in there then i'll
2: i'll go for that all right yeah that, that, that sound good everybody sure yep. does all right so revival yep. locked in So that, I believe, is it for this episode of Talking Comics Podcast. Um, At Talking Comics on Twitter, info at TalkingComicsBooks.com is the email address, and TalkingComicsBooks.com is the website. We're going to be back next week with the end of our nominations. So for Steve. Happy voting. Bob. Good night. And Stephanie.
4: Post-Merry Christmas.
2: I've been Bobby. (laughs) Until next time on Talking Comics, to be continued.